the future of photography. Hey everybody and welcome to the show where we explore how new technology can help you make fantastic photos. My name's Aid. And I'm Chris. Hi there. Hey, how you doing, buddy? You alright? I'm doing fine. Okay, so today is about joined upness. Today is <laughs> about joined upness. That's a new word. <laughs> no, it's about five words. Come on, you're a German. You're used to stringing words together to, to make new words. That's, 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 that's what Germans do. Joined upness. What is that? Go, uh, joined upness. Well, uh, joined upness. Okay, let's 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 give it a slightly more uh, a f- slightly more formal uh, title. Let's call it integration. Because <laughs> oh. today I want to talk. <laughs> today I want to talk about systems integration. Okay, so 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 I come to this. This is, this is the point where half of the audience has switched off. <laughs> no, no, this is good. This is systems integration. Okay, fair point. Let me let me justify that then. Um, systems integration, in this sense, for this uh, for this podcast, is about how we can use tools as photographers to help make our image uh, creation, uh, our image management, our image em- editing and production. Uh, slightly easier, slightly better, um, is, is and that, to flow. Is that related to what what some people would call workflow? Yes, yes, sort of. it, it is. It is. So, I mean, I, I yeah, because so so this is getting quite close to what I do in my professional life. So, g- to give you an example, my current client project, uh, we're deploying their software product into an AWS cloud environment, integrating it with <laughs> IoT devices in a large enterprise on the northbound side, right? But I'll stop there because <laughs> I think another third of our audience have just switched off. So, so, so for some people who are listening to this, that'll mean something. For others, it won't mean anything at all. So what does it actually mean for photographers? Right. OK, here's the thing. Here's my wish list. Right. It, what it means is I want all my images on all my devices. Don't care what device it is. I just want it there. I want non-destructive editing on all of those. And I want those edits synchronized somehow. So when I pick up uh, a phone, uh, my uh, edits are there on the same photos as on my computer, etc., etc. OK, so I also want my f- my I want my camera to talk to my phone in, in a good and easy and controlled way. Um Possibly because I want to use my good camera to take high quality photos of my lunch and then post them immediately on Snapchat <laughs> or something. <laughs> That's a use case. <laughs> it's a use case. It's, it's, it's OK. All right. I'm being a little bit facetious, but it is it, it's a use case. Um, yeah, sure. But, but, you know, I want my I want my camera to talk to my phone, which means I can get into my environment where I have all my images managed. So, um, you know, uh, if I'm out doing something exciting, let's say I'm climbing halfway up a mountain. Um, I want my drone to stream video of me halfway up a mountain to my phone and then straight out onto a website or YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Or or, or Facebook or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, clearly at at this point, I have legions of fans hanging on my every word. (laughs) I will not tell you the actual listener numbers of the show. Okay, (laughs) let's, let's assume that's the case, yeah. So yeah. yeah, so 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 let me let me try to capture that. So you want you want everything to talk to everything and bring all this all all these magical islands that do magical things with photography kind of together and make it into bake it into a cake. Absolutely. This so this and this is the future of photography. This is yeah. The future of photography is me and you streaming drone selfie videos to brighten everybody's day and 
bang, yeah, okay. boom, bang. We're we're internet celebrities. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of drone videos, um, I was I was amazed when uh, what's the name DJI brought out the the Mavic Light, uh, Mavic Air. Um, oh yeah, that that looks good actually, doesn't it? That one. What 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 was the biggest coincidence was that when our episode 12 personal drones was released um well when it was recorded we didn't even know this would be released so that was and it came out pretty much the same day that the announcement came out i think we have um we have psychic abilities well okay well this is the future of photography chris <laughs> it is <laughs> You know, okay, so it wouldn't be much good. It wouldn't be much good if we didn't have psychic abilities. <laughs> That's true. Let's get back to baking the cake. Okay. All right. So, 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 uh, all, all joking aside about me being an internet celebrity that everybody wants to watch. Uh, what's the what's the exam question here, or, or what what's the the real topic for today's show? Um, uh, so, I've been testing some services. Okay. Uh, I've been testing specifically some some web-based services or cloud-based services that that promise to do this kind of integration. Um, I, I don't think anybody will be surprised about the names of, of which services uh, I've been testing. But what I thought might be interesting to do, and I'm doing this for my own personal benefit as well for the as well for the for the show, is to to test some of those services um, and to compare them a little bit and to kind of report back if you like um and and, and i am going to focus i'm not going to focus on things like uh, cameras talking to phones and stuff like that today this is about more of the the image management and retrieval type side um okay. you know the server side if you like in the technical terms so, um, so you mean you mean like the, your library of photos and how pictures get in and out of there Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. Okay. What do, what what does one do in 2018 with a hundred thousand photographs of mostly of one's family and travels, but uh, and food. <laughs> Uh, occasionally some food usually the only food photographs i take are when my wife makes an exceedingly beautiful cake and it requires photographing to capture its glory you know birthdays and weddings and stuff like of that. course um I, i i i'm not really the sort of person that instagrams my lunch but there you go what is it what is it with you brits and the cakes <laughs> you have, you have you a mean? cake bake off kind of thing on tv oh do you know what i'm used because i'm british i'm used to people actually looking down at our cuisine but you're german <laughs> come on we have, so we it's have, coming you're coming from a completely different direction <laughs> we have our sausage cook-offs and things here in germany no we don't <laughs> okay okay that's okay sorry sorry for 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 throwing things in the wheels here that's okay okay so let's let, let's talk about some brands right shall we okay so primarily at this point i'm going to talk about three brands today adobe apple icloud and google and it's difficult to know what the google product is called at the moment Isn't it is it called photos? backup and sync or is it called photo well, it's, it's all sort of merging at the moment um uh, let's call it google photos for now that's probably what everybody would know it as okay so Uh, so process, you know, scientific method. So mm -hmm. my basic idea was that actually, can I use some, one of these cloud services as my main working environment for photos as well as a backup environment? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would I gain out of that? Um, what compromises might there be, uh, et, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so... Um, Uh, I, I'm not going to go to the, this is not a product review, so I'm not going to go into these formally, um, but I'll give you some uh, my experience and uh, maybe we can think about uh, what that means for the future of photography. Yeah, sounds good. 
Okay, so oh, let's start with the three hundred pound gorilla, shall we? Should we go with Adobe first? Um, so, so uh, historically, uh, I was an Aperture user, um, uh, which was Apple's own professional photo management and editing software, which was, as most people will know, abandoned by Apple some years ago. Um, so, against my better judgment, I moved to adobe because i never really liked adobe products that's a personal view they're not bad products they're very good products but i just never got on with them Mm -hmm. and more recently of course they've changed lightroom or they're in the process of changing lightroom so what most of us would know as lightroom is now called lightroom classic and they have this new lightroom cc which uh, which is very cloud focused very very cloud focused yeah and uh, i thought i'd give it a try um because actually what do i do i use do I use more than 50% of the functionality of Lightroom? No. Do I like the idea of having my photos available on all my devices and backed up to the cloud? Yeah, I do, actually. So there was a lot of noise around this service when it was first launched. People were worried that Adobe would be data mining their images and and stuff like that. But once all the dust settled on that, I thought I'd give it a try. Um, so uh, I... I moved essentially i moved the vast majority of of my 70 80 90 000 images uh into this cloud service wow what was that process like clunky <laughs> <laughs> no seriously i mean just the thought of moving that amount of photos over to a cloud i'm yeah, this this must take ages unless you have a very fast uh, internet connection. Well, I've got a fiber connection. I mean, it okay. it, it, it took um, it, it took many days of running it in the background okay. and, and overnight. Um, uh, and um, every now and again, somebody in my house would complain that the internet was broken, <laughs> and so I'd have to switch it off. <laughs> but 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 it was it was robust enough, so you could uh, it could have interruptions and then just pick up where. It left off oh yeah yeah from okay. that sense it that from that sense it worked the clunkiness was really in the difference in working patterns so um you know i've always liked to have control of my images and uh when you do this cloud thing with adobe it you have to let it suck up and manage all of your images and i didn't quite like that and i was always thinking well how do i get them back out again if ever i want to i mean i was doing a trial essentially that's, that's kind of the wish the wish that I think a lot of uh, people have, especially when they have been working with computers for a while, is this, I want to be able to touch the actual files, right? Uh, the actual yes. image files, even though even though with something like Lightroom, there are the actual files, but there are only the underlying raw files, but all your edits are in Lightroom. So it's kind of a... Um, well, and the, all the metadata, you know, the metadata, digital everything, asset, the database digi- aspects digital of asset it. management. Yeah. So, I mean, and I think I'm uh, I'm old enough to remember when it was necessary to keep hold of your files mm-hmm. um, because there weren't those kind of services. Um, but I think for me, this wasn't so much about a technical control point, more of a commercial lock in. Do mm-hmm. I really want a single provider, even one as stable as Adobe uh, to to be in charge of all my stuff, um, and I, I had a bit of a difficulty psychologically with that. Anyway, cut a long story short because we've got three of these reviews to do <laughs> today. Um, no, 
well, through, through, let's see I how would, far we get. <laughs> yeah, well, yes. So, I mean, it's, this is a comparison rather than a review, I suppose. Right. So, Adobe, what does it get? Uh, good, robust tools. Still, f- probably the most sophisticated image editing suite out there uh, that I have experienced. Uh, the cloud worked really well, and the synchronization worked really well. So, I could see things almost instantly on my phone. And uh, because they've uh, dumbed down some of the functionality in the new cloud version on, for the desktop. Um, actually, you had almost identical functionality across the phone and the desktop environment. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few things you couldn't do on the on the mobile devices, but broadly speaking, it worked really well. Um, so what? Uh, so so yeah, it passed the it passed the test, I think. Um, uh, uh, but you know, it, it it says things like, "Oh, you can get it available on your all your devices." So I thought, okay, that's fantastic because I have a couple of laptops, a, a desktop, you know, phone, etc. Um, and it, it, it did annoy me, though. There are things that, that Adobe do in their licensing that really annoyed me. So I tried to install it on a third computer. And it said, oh, no, no, you can only install it on two computers. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, how's that all my devices? Then? <laughs> that's not all my devices, is it? That's a, that's a licensing constraint. And that annoyed me. Um, and uh, is I didn't it, like- would, there, would there have been a way around by buying a new license? Probably. Uh, no, because it's all linked to your Adobe ID. So, oh. Adobe, so you, what you can do is you can um, you can keep all the stuff there, and you can sign out. So you can only be signed in on two machines at once. Oh, that is um, But then, of course, that impacts all the synchronization. Mm-hmm. So you lose all the cloud benefit because it's not synchronizing. So, so <clears throat> in the end. Um, uh, you know, good trial, really good product. If you can cope with some of their commercial limitations and you don't mind being locked in, uh, I think it's a really good platform. Yeah, and certainly it is the most sophisticated and professional platform that I experienced. And cost-wise, as you might, ex- as you might expect, it being Adobe. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've been using Adobe products forever, but I was never really happy about their. Uh, let's say, pricing models and and limitations when it came to licensing, exactly what you ran into with the multiple devices. Um, Pricing-wise, that would be in the Creative Cloud photo edition, right? Well, there's more than one now, actually. So, uh, which is which is a good point. So, the, the, there are kind of three now. So, there's what most of us would know as the traditional photo package, which is Lightroom and Photoshop, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, it, it's ten whatevers, isn't it? In my case, it's ten pounds. In your case, it's ten euros. Yeah, it, it's it's ten Plus whatevers tax. a month. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they they have a uh, a bigged up version of that now, where you can get a terabyte of cloud behind it uh-huh. um, and that one is 20 a month um, but they also have at the same price at the same original price 10 pound a month if you migrate completely to the new lightroom cc you can get that terabyte of storage but you lose photoshop uh-huh. um, so there are there are options there are options and if you want to upgrade the storage i have i have a, about two terabytes of photos here in indirect access so i would need uh, I think package. they do a two terabyte option as well, but that's mm-hmm. going to be thirty somethings a month. Do they? Do they have the? Okay, just out of curiosity, do they have the option to keep like a copy of those photos local on your desktop computer if you have one? So yes, mm-hmm. um, because uh, you can specify 
which machines uh, on each machine there's a, there's a setting to whether you want to store all the originals or whether you're happy for um, Adobe to optimize the storage mm-hmm. by not store it by using smart previews and, and stuff. If, if, I'm, I don't want to really go down the, the red hole here, but is it possible for uh, is it possible for you to decide which of the photos, which of the albums, which of the folders you want local? And like, like is there any granularity in that? Because uh, I'm looking at the use case of me traveling somewhere and I want to uh, to work on photos that I take on the road and I want to work on some photos that I took on another tour while I'm there. And So, yes, I think so. Um, if you let it set itself so that um, Adobe manages what gets downloaded to your machine i think album by album or project by project mm-hmm. or whatever like my, my vocabulary's gone by the way doing this i forgot on which products call which groupings of pictures what things so i don't know which i want to use i don't know whether icloud uses project projects or or adobe uses albums or whatever and collections Co- and yeah mm-hmm. collections mm-hmm. that's it so mm-hmm. okay so you can choose collection by collection to download the masters okay i think so you could, if you had a collection for stuff that you wanted to edit while you're on the road, you could download that to your laptop um, and then and make sure you have the originals, unless you prefer to work with smart previews, of course. So that, that, is, that is Lightroom CC that you it is. It threw is. everything in? Yes. Wow, what a leap of faith. Or did you keep a copy of everything? Oh, I kept copies of everything. I was just, <laughs> God, dear, what do you think I am? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I was never, never doubting your, your expertise there. Uh, so, yeah, okay, right. So there we go. There's one, right? That's number number one. Let's jump to the other end of the spectrum in terms of marketing uh, and, and target demographic. Let's talk about iCloud. Right. So apologies in advance to people who who listen to this show who run Windows machines and, and don't have iCloud as an option. Um, but it is an example uh, of a more consumer based cloud service. Uh, and many of these have come and gone. I mean, Chris, I don't know if you've been tracking this over the last 10 years, but there's been quite a lot of people who did startups for image management in the mm-hmm. cloud. Uh, and most of them, sadly, didn't make the grade and ended up shutting down, even though they might have been really, really good services. Have you ever looked at any of those? Um, I don't recall the names, but yes, I have. And yes, they are all gone or most of them are gone. I think I think it came down to the problem of uh, kicking this off for free mainly and uh, then not finding a good business model. Yes. That's... Yeah, well, quite possibly. So what do I like about iCloud? Let's talk about iCloud for a bit. What I like about iCloud is um, some of the things I loved about Aperture. Um, it'll manage JPEG raw pairs and it let does... you choose which one to edit and, and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which Adobe always drove me nuts. It always refused to import my JPEGs. <laughs> but, that is, but that is a very, very specific use case. Oh, it is, it is, it is. But it, but, the, but I guess it's it, the part part of that is nostalgia, and part of it is just recognizing actually that there are different ways to manage your images than maybe the one that everybody who's been in the Adobe ecosystem for years well, I think has, back, has gotten used to. Back then, it was kind of a necessity to have if if you shot JPEG and RAW. Um, at the same time, then the the RAW conversions were just clunky and took a long time and were like slow. And that's why having the se- separate JPEG for quick access was probably more necessary than it is today. Because nowadays you have, yeah, the pretty much raw conversion built in under the hood. You don't even have to think about doing it because it is um, is invisible from you. Yeah, 
Yes, that's true. So you don't get, for example, in iCloud uh, or anything Apple, you don't get the camera profiles that uh, that Adobe has developed. Um, so one of the things I did like about Lightroom, because I shoot a Fuji, you can get the Fuji processing on your RAW files as an import setting for mm-hmm. yeah for a, a Lightroom, which which is good. And you don't get that in iCloud. Which and let's let's talk. Um, let's be clear. iCloud is the back end, of course, of this service. And actually, the what you experience as an app is called Photos. It's called on the Mac or on a, a phone or an iPad um uh so so yeah okay so what what else do i like about it um uh, i i like that it um it treats it well uh things like live photos so you and i have talked about live photos a lot and and how we like the animations and how you can loop them and uh, and repeat the them little and, the little short pretty much little short movies that uh that the iphones take when you have it enabled yeah exactly um of course that's a very proprietary thing um but it does treat those as as as, um as what they are so you don't lose that when you import them which is good um and so there's things like that um i like that it's taking they're taking a sort of ecosystem approach where you can have lots of plugins so now you can get affinity photo plugins and you can get a range of other editing plugins that are um for mac photos that are very um they're getting more and more sophisticated over time so it's no longer the case just to say that actually that it's no good because you can't do stuff actually there's some quite good plugins now um uh so so that's good yeah so uh what else uh, about icloud um well, again, it requires, if you want synchronization, it requires you give up control of your files, which I you know, won't go into that again, but I don't like it. Um, and uh, also the synchronization can be really stop-starty. So you can synchronize, you can upload something into it and then not get it on your other devices for several hours and stuff like that. Hey folks, uh, we'd just like to take a little minute out of this week's show to talk to you about how you might have the opportunity to support us. Um, We love doing this show, uh, but actually if you fancy saying a a little thank you uh, and providing some support, uh, Chris has set us up a way that that could happen, haven't you Chris? Yes I have, liberapay.com. This is, is, by the way, this is the first time we're doing an ad block here on the show. Apologies for that, but (laughs) we'll get back to the content (laughs) in just a second. No, it's it's a very simple thing um we love doing this show we would do it without payment but if any of you out there is inclined to support us a little bit in i mean we have servers running we do we we spend a lot of time researching things so there's quite a bit of effort that goes into these episodes um we'd be more than happy uh to get some support and uh, there's a way to do this called libera pay which is an uh, f- very, very um, fee-friendly, open-source kind of thing. You've probably heard on other podcasts uh, that use Patreon and something like that. Um, but LibraPay is, is kind of really much, much better. And uh, if you want to check it out, it is linked from thefutureofphotography.com. It's yeah, it's a yellow donate button and you can pretty much choose how much you want to give and how often. Like you could say... Uh, five dollars a month or one dollar a week or no euros actually in this case it takes credit <laughs> cards it's it's and it's very um let's say fee effective so that it makes sure that most of what you give us actually ends up with us and that's a good thing compared to some of the other platforms that take sometimes take 30 or more percent out of of your donations so uh check it out it is 
linked in the show notes. It's also linked up on thefutureofphotography.com. And that's it for the ad. Let's come back to the content. Right. I, I had this just recently when I tried to get something from my iPhone quickly into my d desktop computer. And uh, it took, yeah, I, I think the way Apple does it is that they try to optimize resources on the system. So to, to kind of avoid too much battery usage, they, they group these transfers in the background. And then when the phone doesn't do anything else and uh, at a good moment, of their choice they will then do the transfer and that <laughs> so they, can they, be that can be a long time sometimes yes it so, will so end up on the other side uh, this is quite reliable but it when it does is hard to say and if you have yes <laughs> if it's necessary now then you have to resort to other means yeah yeah so you, you end up in this situation where you've got slightly asynchronous synchronizing <laughs> Which which can be maddening. It can, yes, it can be maddening. Um, it is slightly, I confess. Um, but the uh, but it, as you say, it, it generally works. But it took me back to you know the mindset of ten years ago, which is you know Apple. Right, two rules about Apple: never buy the first generation hardware, and they don't do services. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably a little bit unfair. But then, although you know, I still don't buy Apple first gen hardware. <laughs> and but then, on the other hand, there are. Uh, and I'm, I'm sorry for sounding like an Apple apologist here, but it is it is almost like magic if you use like a, a shared photo album. I, I have that with my family, for example. So I throw a photo in there wherever I am on whatever network I am, and it will eventually end up on everyone's devices and everyone can comment it uh, and, and we can have a little conversation around a photo or something and that works really well and in that case it's not it's not important if they receive it within a minute or within an hour but they will receive it and this has been 100% reliable I've never had a photo disappear in that in that system um, so there, there are a few this is I think this is what what makes Apple so interesting they always throw in a bunch of features that are very delightful when you find out about them you go wow this is amazing but then on the other hand yeah it can be maddening on, others, on the other <laughs> side so it balances I, I, for me it kind of balances itself out sometimes i'm willing to take the maddening side for some of the really delightful areas so this is, I this think is me being an apple the, fanboy you know no no i think you've what you've done there is you you've nailed the the real value of that service mm -hmm. okay so I don't think iCloud is a primary service for serious or enthusiast or, uh, photographers at this point, but I think it makes a really good secondary service. And it, you know, it, and and I get things on things called memories that pop up on my phone. Um, so you know, that that say, oh, do you remember when you did this two years ago and stuff like that? And I know they're not the only ones that do that, but but actually, yeah, it is. But it's built into the system. You don't yeah, have to so, do anything for it to happen. Exactly. So you know, it, it starts to address that issue about well, once your photos are on a computer, you never see them ever again. Well, it's not true. And I know that even services like Facebook do that. And there are tons of services that do that now. But it is nice. It's a nice to have. It's, so, it's, it's a kind of a replacement for what we used to call photo albums, as in hardware photo albums. I've, uh, I remember yeah, as a is. child, we would, we would be on an event. We, the photos would come back from development. And then we'd sit down and, and cut them out and 
stick them into an, a, a physical paper album and label it and maybe put some labels next to the photos and that was uh, that was a was <laughs> one of those Sunday afternoon family things to do sometimes and now this kind of stuff with modern means is being done for you absolutely so yeah there's definitely a place and funnily enough uh you know i i've started using icloud i i've signed up to a fairly minimal subscription every month um, it's in, it's interesting how they make you subscribe because they only give you like 5 gigabytes by default for free which yeah doesn't really it's not sufficient for most things so you have to no it's not but they bit. have quite a low i think that the, they there's a low threshold of something like two pounds 49 a month i'm paying um and what i've started doing is i've started dumping jpegs into it mm-hmm. um uh, so not raw files not worried about non-destructive edits or anything like that i'm 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 exporting processed raw files from elsewhere and dumping them into iCloud and that'll be part of enjoying my photographs in the future I think. Is that a manual process? Uh, do you do to kick off the export manually does it automatically import them? How do you do that? Um, well I'm doing it manually at the moment so you're know, selecting a bunch of photos um, set, setting export parameters for them and and then uh, once they've exported just drag and drop them into uh, mac photos and and you're done and they upload in their own sweet time <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then they're there for the future so it's not it's not a time critical workflow um it's not a primary editing or backup system i don't think right now for people who are um uh, who are serious about how they manage their images uh whether that's in a professional for, uh, certainly not a professional service uh, but even for an enthusiastic amateur like me um i don't think it's a primary service yet um, or whether Apple even have any intent for it to get to that point. Uh, All right. Okay, so that's iCloud. Last one, Google. This is going to be quicker, um, and not just because it's the third one and I'm conscious of how much we're talking about this stuff, but actually uh, just because there's less to say. So mm-hmm. I got a bit confused with Google, I have to say. So there used to be, many years ago, this thing called Picasa, and then Google bought Picasa and turned it into Google Photos. Which I, were... remember, I, I remember recommending Picasa to a lot of people because Picasa used to be kind of uh, an iPhoto slash mini Lightroom kind of thing. So it did photo management for you. And it did, and before editing. any of those things ever existed as well. And, and a lot of people who didn't want to go Lightroom slash professional big software kind of thing um, asked me, and I, I, I was really happy to be able to tell them, go get Picasso, you'll be happy. And then the whole thing kind of yeah, changed Google a lot when ingested, Google bought it. Yes, Google ingested Picasso. Um, but did say, like, like Google do, I mean, Google buys a lot, doesn't it? And some of it, it lets some of it it lets go to seed um um although i did hear it's a slight aside i did hear that we might expect new versions of the nick suite out this year which is um, not uh which is not google's anymore google bought the nick suite and now someone else has it and they oh, are I reviving didn't know that. they it. sold yes, it oh okay yes yes yes, yes. um uh, which I always liked the next week. I always liked what you, the results you could get, but because it was somewhat destructive in the way that it did it, it never really gained a full place in my Nick, work. The Nick collection, which is a bunch of uh, fairly popular plugins uh, for photo editing, is now owned by DxO. Ah, DxO that could be interesting. Which is an interesting development. Let's see what that will mean. Mm, yeah, well, 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 we'll have a, a watching brief on that one and report as it happens then, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, so Google Photos at the moment is being uh, subsumed into a thing called Google Backup and Sync. 
Um, uh, and uh, so what does that mean? It's, it's, uh, honestly, it's been difficult for me to tell. So if you set a photo, if you set a folder on your machine that's full of photos to be backed up, the photos will appear in the photos bit of Google Backup and Sync. But it seems to me that photo management is not necessarily the primary goal of that product suite from Google anymore. So I, it's 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 not difficult to find as such, but it's making it, my initial first impression is it's making my online images harder to organize um, uh, because it's not a, a, an image focused service anymore. Um, so, so I've been, I've come away from trying to test Google a little bit confused and I was really hoping that some of those much advertised, much vaunted automated algorithms for search would be, would be really useful. You know, I mean, not that I'm just going to go and say, show me all the photographs of trees or something like that. But, um, I think what they, they, I think the direction of travel seems to be to have it as a part of a an integrated backup package and have automated search. So it's difficult for things to set things like keywords and stuff like that. Um, I may be missing something here. I don't think um, you I may are. be missing something in, you don't think I am. I don't think you're missing anything. So no, without, without knowing the product, I have not really played with Google photos or backup and sync and so on. But um, Google's business model has always been to harvest all the data they can for information to present you with better or more targeted advertising. That's their business model. And that's, I think that hasn't changed. They still want to sell ads to people. And they are also now really big with AI, with machine learning. And I think one of the things that people don't really do anyway, unless they're professional photographers, is tag and, and, and uh, keyword their photos in, in a meaningful way. And <clears throat> their image recognition is doing that now. I mean, all the big ones are now automatically tagging your photos by what's in the photos. And it's, it's reliable enough for most cases. And you can see this on your iPhone. If you have, uh, if, if you have an iPhone, go, go into your photos app, uh, click the little search icon and in, enter building. And it'll show you buildings that you have not tagged as buildings. So I think they want to take exactly that step out for the users. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's the reason why they do not offer such an option. Fair enough. Fair enough. But it yeah, does that's mean just that I have but, to say. But it is, based it on what I've seen, yeah. Yeah. So okay. So conclusion time, because of course we, you know, I've, I've I've rambled on a lot about these services, uh, possibly more than I intended to, but they are quite deep actually, and there's quite a lot there to 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 think about. Um, but of course, you know, as, as we must, um, we must ask the question: What does this mean for the future of photography? <laughs> what does it mean for people like you and me? Um, I have, uh, I think I've, um, uh, I have two conclusions. I think. Um, one is a, is a, is a bar humbug, you know, uh, Ebenezer Scrooge kind of conclusion, which is I don't want to let go control of my photos and my videos. Thank you very much. I'm not ready for that yet. And I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to be locked into any one particular system and service because it's, it, I'm too heavily invested in that collection of images to 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 let go or not to let go. It's sort of, but, but to, to get locked into a particular service. Um, so that's one conclusion. I don't think that's going to be a surprise to many of the people listening to this. Um, my second conclusion is about fun. 
Mm-hmm. I like to have fun with my photography. That's the joy of being an amateur photographer, right? And um, uh, uh, for me, this is about surfacing images, right? So this is about making your photos live again at some unspecified time in the future. And so the single best thing of all of this, I found, is the ability to surface photographs through what at this point in time apple calls memories um uh and and that's been already um a a a positive thing for me because i've seen some stuff i haven't seen for a few years and stuff like that so um that for me is the is the secret source uh for these things at the moment and And, um and and you and and Apple is not the only ones doing it. If you're on Facebook, oh no no not if at you're all. On Facebook, no. they will bring back photos from one two three years ago regularly into your timeline, telling yeah, you so that good look, news look is what that you did three years it. ago. Yeah, but but Facebook, I guess, is not an image management system, is it? Oh, not really. But I think the majority, the by far the biggest part of today's photography ends up on Facebook. Facebook is the biggest service getting photos submitted to it from people so i wouldn't i wouldn't rule them out so uh yes uh i cl- clearly um not going to argue with you there <laughs> but how and and but but i'm guessing that the people who listen to this show have a slightly more organized way a lot of them uh, uh, of so, dealing yeah. of dealing with their images and and uh let, nobody so so whilst you might be correct nobody i don't think is going to seriously try and argue that facebook is suitable for digital asset management <laughs> no 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 i don't think that's that's what they what they want to be well so, and, for, and for me as a as a professional photographer i mean i always look at this through my own lens so to speak um which is i, I do need the control i do need to be able to find photos from 10 years ago um, because I use them in products. I use them in, for example, the, the wide angle photography book that I just finished. There, there's, there's a couple of, over a couple of hundred photos in there that, um, I had to be able to track down from my collection. And with uh, any of these automated sort of systems, this wouldn't have been possible. So I could only do this in any, um, uh, in any good amount of time by, having them tagged, keyworded, have all the metadata available to me. So, But that is a different use case. I don't think a lot of people have that use case. So for me personally, I do need to control and, and unless I want to spend three times as long uh, writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay. So whether you need the control or you want the control, I think you know, con- control is certainly something that you sacrifice with but, these systems. But then but I, I, I have this other category of pictures and those are th- those live in that, for me in the iCloud ecosystem because I shoot photos with my iPhone and they end up in there and uh, a few of those real, okay, in big air quotes, real photos, the bigger camera photos uh, end up in there too but most of the photos in there are from the devices that I use. Ah, well that'll be that integration I was talking about earlier then, won't it? Yes. (laughs) So, okay, so uh I really, you know, I'm glad I've done this. I, yeah, I think uh, I've learned a lot from going through this exercise. So, what's your conclusion? Um, what, what's what's well, your mama, what's your system of choice? So, I I've stuck with of the three of these. Um, Google, I mean, Google is part of my everyday life as it is for 
almost everybody but i have collaboration projects i do with friends that are based in google drive and stuff like that so 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 that's always going to be there but i'm not going to be using it at any point in the future for or in the near future for anything to do with photographs um icloud i've stuck with i'm going to keep my paid subscription for icloud and i'm going to keep dumping good fun photos in there to to share with people and things that are going to make memories and yes it's going to be primarily about family and friends and this is because you are are rooted in the Apple ecosystem at this point. Uh, I, I am, um, and uh, so are many of my family. Um, that wouldn't be particularly excluding anybody. There are some people who wouldn't be able to get hold of that. But actually, do you know what? Mostly it's about me. <laughs> <laughs> It's always um, about you. Yeah, that's okay. I'm good, you know. That, that, there's, there's a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm not afraid. Well, your photos, it. I mean, yeah, I totally get that, yeah. Yeah, um, and I, the third one, Adobe. Um, I've cancelled my Adobe subscription completely, and I'm actually in the process of moving away from Adobe as a service and product provider. Mm -hmm. Um uh that's that's a, a a subject in its own right um maybe suitable for uh, another show in the future um but uh you know my my own personal choice has to be to move away my major asset management and primary photo editing capability away from those products um because if their direction of travel is to do this cloud thing as good as that service is i'm not ready to give up that control um and uh, i don't want to be locked in um, and so I, I'm not prepared to do that. Uh, and so rather than uh, uh, I know that the Adobe is continuing to support the, the Lightroom Classic uh, product and what have you for, for some uh, undefined <laughs> term undefined to come. Time to come yes. um, but, but actually, given that I was never much of an Adobe fan anyway, um, I've taken the opportunity now to, to look around at some new and emerging products and move to one of those. But as I say, that's another story. Not going to go into that in, mm -hmm. in, in any depth now um i'm just glad that i've done this test i'm glad that i'm having some fun and uh and i'm glad that uh, i found a, a service that can surface some old stuff and make me smile sometimes which which i think is important for for most people out there um i'm not ready to give up on adobe just yet because and this is almost like a hostage situation i <laughs> i i can't because I have a massive investment in, and I'm not talking financial investment, I'm talking an investment in uh, in the edits I have on those pictures, which are uh, non-destructive back many, many years. So I can go back to any photo in my Lightroom catalog and I can edit it, go back to zero and start from scratch if I want to. I have, and I have done that on some of the photos, and I have a massive investment in, being able to quickly operate that thing. I mean, one, one of the things, <laughs> if you Google my name, you might find one hour, 1,000 pictures, which is still my claim um, to be able to uh, to sort, rate, keyword, and edit and cull 1,000 pictures in one hour. And the only way I can do this is with a tool that I I have every single keystroke and muscle memory that I'm, I can I can really operate in a in almost blind blindfolded so understood but it takes me quite a long time to shoot a thousand photos <laughs> but ag again this yeah <laughs> okay uh, but this this is not the average use case um the average use case i see 
um, with, for example, some people in my family who have one big folder that is full of not just their photos, but their documents and their everything, and they just dump it in there. And they don't care about sorting things because they now have ways to find them and to surface these things. So I think that's uh, that's a real important aspect at this point. I think you're right. I think you're right. So I'll tell you what, to close the show, I will try and summarize what all this means for the future of photography. Go ahead. Okay, right. And that's quite a challenge, actually. But let me see if I can give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. We've got to get out of this show somehow, haven't we? (laughs) Okay, right. So um, good news, right? There are services that can help you find your images and put a smile on your face. That, for me, is really good news. And I'm not going to talk about enterprise knowledge management here. But for anybody that means something to you know that it's finding stuff that's important, not storing stuff is easy finding stuff is hard um good news there are an emerging number of products that can do seriously capable uh image editing um including raw conversion um and there are more of those now and i know some have been you know there's a there's a good handful that have been established for years but there are more of those now and more emerging than there have ever been before and so i think there's a really good opportunity uh in it for people at the moment to 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 try new things and to maybe they'll get some different results from their images um uh good news uh the the sharing of maybe not the management but the sharing of images across platforms is stronger than ever um, and it is absolutely okay uh, to take a photograph on your phone as you do and, fi- and and have it automatically shared with people through these services many people but people who you choose not a broadcast service so there's a lot of good stuff here i think this is only going to improve uh you know as as general internet connectivity speeds increase as the f- sophistication of the services increase as the algorithms for automatically tagging photos you know uh, get more and more sophisticated I think we're in a really good place. So I'm I'm looking forward to where this whole sort of back end service thing takes us. And that is my summary for the future of photography. And I don't think I have anything to add there. Okay, folks, just before we leave you to get on with the rest of your week, uh, we'd like to take one moment of your time more uh, to remind you that actually we're considering uh, having a future of photography day uh, a meetup of some kind somewhere in the uk uh, this could be a live recording of the show this could be uh, a chance to meet other people talk to swap information about toys uh, all sorts of things um, and uh, you know it's all up to you uh, so we're going to point you in the direction of a google form where you can uh, answer such questions as what country do you live in? What's your name? Where would you like to meet? What would you like to talk about? All of those sorts of things. Um, and uh, the more of you that uh, were keen to do this and uh, help us out with figuring out just what exactly it looks like, the better it will be. So, Chris, where would you like to point people to express their opinions <laughs> well first of all it is a link in the show notes but if you are somewhere else and can't get to the show notes you go to your computer your web browser and type in tfttf.com slash tfop day that's tfttf.com slash tfop day the future photography day tfop day and that'll take you to that form but it's probably easiest to go in the show notes and just tap it there 
Excellent, excellent. Uh, we've already had some thoughts in from listeners and uh, looking like uh, there's uh, quite a broad range of interests, actually. Um, so it looks like we might have some sort of complex uh, logistics to organise, but it should be fun. <laughs> it should be fun. And all the more fun for the more we can fill into it. <laughs> Help us out. That's all we're saying. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Take care. You've been listening to The Future of Photography, a production by Adrian Stock and Chris Marquardt. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your other podcasts. Find the show notes and more information at thefutureofphotography.com. Thank you.